a world where there's so much noise and information. One podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Today's episode is going to be an exciting one because I have seen this happen multiple times in business where there's this little thing called a bottleneck. And the funny thing about a bottleneck is that people don't really understand how powerful it is in the sense of either limiting or inhibiting your success or your greater expansion or your scalability. Because if you think about it, like on an actual Coke bottle, the bottleneck is just a small part probably a fraction of a fraction of the entire bottle. However, it is the main determinant of how much Coke or Pepsi or whatever you're drinking, even though I don't support Coke or Pepsi, don't worry, (laughs) I don't drink that, but it determines how much is coming out of that bottle. So just like in business, most times I see bottlenecks being around leadership, around sales, and around time, right? Time is the biggest thing because a lot of us listening here are probably either solopreneurs, maybe somewhat entrepreneurs or running a team. And we're so used to wearing so many hats that our hands are literally so full that you cannot even carry a single thing extra. That is a bottleneck. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, and I'm going to give you the four steps to releasing these bottlenecks. But if you're listening to this podcast, you have to understand If you want to scale and grow bigger, you need to take away some of those caps and give it to some other people. You need to identify where the bottlenecks are in your business or else they will always be hidden under the surface. And then those questions go through your head. Why is this happening to me? You know, uh, there's just no way I could scale. That's not my business. You know, more people in my business will be more struggle. No, no, no. That's just a bottleneck. And it's also creating a limiting belief. See that? So if we can release that bottleneck, I can guarantee you and assure you, you're going to see results in your business. So without further ado, let's dive into the four steps to releasing that bottleneck. Okay. If you are driving or at the gym, take it easy. Don't try to write notes. But if you're walking or you got your phone in hand or you have a pen and paper, literally take these notes because it's one thing to know these right? There's the people that know it all and they, oh, I know the four steps, how to release it. But there's another thing to implement it. And this podcast is to help you implement it. So I'm going to call you out right now and say, take notes on this and start thinking about how you can do this for your own business. Let it simmer because ideas will come up. So step number one, you need to identify your business goal. Okay. Clarity is power. And I know a lot of you are going to probably overthink this. Be like, I already know my business goal. No, no, no. This is very tangible business goals. Most times these are logistic goals such as revenue, income, clients that you're serving, et cetera, et cetera. This is a tangible goal and you want to have two of these. The first one is a 12-month goal. Why is that? Well, you need to have the bigger picture. Let me give you a quick example. This podcast, this podcast, my 12-month goal from the moment recording this is 1 million plus downloads at least, right? Awesome. Great goal. Just like in your business, it might be 
$1 million generated revenue. Maybe it's $1 million generated income. Maybe it's 50 team members uh, hired and employed. Maybe it's a thousand products or courses or programs sold. Awesome. Get crystal clear on that because I'll tell you why in these steps two, three, and four on if you don't do this now, those steps won't work. But the second part of this first step is you got to have a six-month goal or even a three-month goal, whatever feels better for you. And the reason why is because we're going to find bottlenecks within each one of these. Because if you have a million-dollar goal, if you really think about this, your six-month goal might not be $500,000. Sometimes business and life doesn't work that way. You know, most times in business, things happen on the exponential curve or growth happens on the tail end, meaning that you put a lot of upfront work and then one thing catches and now at the end, it just blows up. So you're not able to tell me, especially in this podcast, you know, I can't just say, okay, I'm going to do a million uh, downloads. And then, you know, six months is going to be 500,000. No, no, no. The truth is, if I go in and analyze this, the truth is, is that six months, I might only be at 50,000 downloads or 100,000 downloads. But those next six months, I will continue to capitalize and leverage it because that's going to now compound on each other. So don't just go in there and say, you know what? If my goal is to have uh, $100,000 a month in cash flow or $10,000 a month, my six month goal is 5,000 or my three month goal is, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Think about this because sometimes if you're launching a business and you want to sell, let's say you're creating a program and you want to sell your first thousand courses or a hundred courses, your first six months might be building out that entire program or maybe the first three months. You might not have a single sale, but if you could do a goal of having the whole back end, the whole program recorded in video by month three, then you now are on progress because if you don't set these goals and now you're like, I want to make a million dollars and now it's six months in and you realize you haven't made a dollar yet and you're like, oh my gosh, like I got, this isn't for me, right? We'll talk ourselves out of it. I'm going to go some other path. I'm going to get the shiny object syndrome. I'm just going to, I'm just getting very clear on this because you need to hear how powerful it is to have clarity on your goal. So you need to set the 12 month goal and then a six or three month goal, whatever feels better for you. Okay. That's step number one. Step number two is for those goals, so there's two of them, write out three consistent habits or activities to achieve that goal. This one's an interesting one because there's a mix of both habits and then also maybe like a one-time thing. Habits are the things that get you to the goal, not you wanting to get to the goal itself. So if you know that you're going to get a million dollars, I'm just using this as a very rough frame, but this could be, you're going to lose 30 pounds in a year. This could be, uh, you're going to, you know, expand your business and, and have two more franchises next year. Think of this in very uh, relatable terms to your business, but let's just do a million dollar mark, right? If you're going to have a million dollars in 12 months, the question is to ask, what are the habits that I can do consistently to get me there? Because habits take you over the long term and keep you disciplined when you're not motivated. Motivation only goes as long as you are motivated, but discipline, especially in habitual discipline, will take you surpassing anyone else when other people are not having their good days. That's a power tip right there. That's a pro tip. <laughs> so what are those three habits? And you're going to set it for your 12-month goal and your six-month goal. So you should have three habits for the 12-month goal, which should be, let's say, if it's you want to make a million dollars. Okay, well, if you know your numbers, you need to be doing uh, 100 you know, outreach calls a day, five days a week. 
you know, scraping the, the real estate market twice a day for 30 minutes each every single day. Uh, if you're an investor, you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing, uh, underwriting, uh, one to two times a day so you can understand all the deals and you're crystal clear at this is non-negotiable, but also it could be an activity or a one-time thing, such as if it's your three month goal and your goal for that is to expand into a new franchise and you're pretty close at that, but you know that you have to make that call to the banker and you've been putting it off or you've been waiting because you know that's going to take a process. You literally set that as one of your things and say, make a call to the banker and close the deal or get the, get the loan. These are things that you're starting to reverse engineer because we're going to about to unravel this bottleneck, but you are already starting to see how this may be quite out there goal is becoming more tangible. Are you starting to see the power in this? This is how you take something that is so extravagant and make it simplified so you can get there because of the day by day process. So step two, write out the three consistent habits or activities to achieve this goal. Step three, identify the potential bottleneck in this goal. Identify the potential bottleneck for this goal. This is where you're going to future pace. This is where you're sitting down right now in your current moment and you are literally planning ahead how you're going to fix the problem before the problem becomes a problem. Isn't that pretty cool? Like, think about this. If you were to move into let's say uh California, right? There's a lot of a lot of wildfires there in California. You say, and I don't know who's gonna really move to California right now, but anyway, so the point, if you're gonna move to California and you're gonna get a house and you're building it and you're in a wildfire zone, it's a beautiful place, but you know there's a wildfire zone and you're planning the house out and you're structuring it so then everything is streamlined, you know, the next six to 18 to 24 months ahead, if you properly did this step three, which is identifying the bottlenecks or the problems that could come up, which is AKA your house could potentially catch on fire, you might want to install some like sprinklers or some sort of system to help, you know, if there's a house or there's a fire inside the house, that's going to keep you from putting your house on fire or getting your house on fire, right? That's the same thing here. You want to install the sprinklers before the fire happens because sprinklers do not matter when there's already a fire in the house and you don't have them installed. If they're still in the box, it's not going to make a difference. So if you go and identify the potential bottlenecks, such as in business, they could be, you know what? If we scale and grow to a million dollars, we're going to be, I'm, I need a team. I, I need someone to have accounting. I, 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 you know, I'm going to be overwhelmed with this. The financial side, I'm going to be overwhelmed with the customer delivery side, the product side. Uh, you know, if we, if we scale so big or we get into new franchises and, you know, there might be bad service, bad customer service because we're not capable of that right now. You're right. Like if there's five different, you know, industries or franchises, I'm going to need a person for each franchise. Huh. Didn't think about that till right now. Hmm. You know, there's a lack of team, team communication. I was working with an incredible coffee company up in New York, one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies, did a full day workshop with them. And they are growing so fast because of one thing. Their culture is everything. They make their customers feel, love, and know that they are the most incredible people in the world. And their coffee is great too, and their service is great. But they're growing so fast that they need to hire new people, new coworkers. They need to expand new franchises. And the thing is, is that if they kept doing that without identifying a bottleneck, which is their culture could be potentially watered down, one year will be from now. And yeah, there would be great expansion, 
But unfortunately, the company could be, you know, getting less and less good reviews and more and more bad reviews. So because we had this workshop, we identified at that moment, you know, the owner said, Jake, we're growing so big. Yeah, we just don't want this, this culture to happen. We get some, you know, little bad reviews here and there, but we don't want this to get any worse and we want to actually fix this. And I was like, okay. And this actually goes into step four, which is bringing a solution. But I was like, okay, that's your bottleneck. We need to figure out how do we structure your culture so it's a consistent habit for even when someone one, two, three years down the road that comes into the company and, and is in 50 miles away from the, the central HQ still knows exactly what the culture is. Identifying the bottleneck ahead of time. Let me give you one more example just to really play. And I give you these examples because I want you to think about in your business right now, what does that look like? What are you thinking about? What is that bottleneck holding you back? I know for me right now, I do strategic business consulting. That's one of my companies. And I go in and hands on and work in people's companies. And, you know, my goal is to have 50 clients that I'm working very intimately with. And I was like, okay, if I'm doing that and I did my reverse engineering here, I was like, at six months, if my goal is 25, uh, 25 clients, I was like, at six months, if I have 25 clients and I don't set up some systems and operations and I don't get crystal clear with that now, so I have it prepped and ready to go, six months will come by. Yes, I can have 25 clients, but you better believe if I'm doing everything by myself because I'm so hands-on with my clients, I'm going to be overwhelmed or I'm going to be feeling overwhelmed. I don't say I do overwhelm. I feel overwhelmed, but I'm going to be like losing so much time. I won't have time for myself. I'm going to be night and day working with clients. I won't have proper systems to help them more. And you better believe that my 12-month goal of 50 clients, I would find some reason to talk myself out of it. I would say, you know, Jake, 25 is good. Like, that's pretty good. Like, you're helping a lot of people already. You know, don't push yourself more. Like, that's obviously not possible. Like, you don't have that time for this, right? I would have all those stories go through my head. Have you ever had those stories go through your head, especially in business growth? You talk yourself out of it. You know, it's one thing for other people to talk you out of it. But when you talk yourself out of it, that's tough. That's tough to understand if it's the truth or a deception. So identify those bottlenecks because that goes into step four, which is ponder solutions for those bottlenecks. The reason why I say ponder is because not always will you have a solution right away. Most times when I do these workshops and I get really, you know, intense with them and I, I give them ideas and examples, that, that works better. But when you're on your own doing this, which I hope you're not on your own, but if you are doing this, you might not get that idea right away. It'll take a couple days. It might take a week. You might have to go and, you know, talk to some people about this, but ponder on it because when you put focused energy to a problem, you use one of the most amazing pieces of equipment that this world has ever known. That's your brain. Your brain is a fascinating machine. It's a fascinating piece of equipment in your body that is a question answering machine. So if you give it a question, it will find an answer. Just like how you say, why is my life so terrible today? It will give you all the terrible answers to that saying, well, you slept in, you ate too much last night, you drank. It's going to give you all these answers because that's what goes through our story and through our head. But if you ask a better question and you see this problem, you're like, okay, what can I do? Who can I talk to? Where can I go to learn more about this? Literally, this is what I do. I'm not even joking, guys. This is what I do. I, I go on my mini trampoline and, and I, I jump on it and I get into flow state. And I'm just thinking about these, these things I want to do. And I let my brain just simmer on it. I'm like seeing these little answers. It might not be the right answer every time, but it's extracting that out of me. 
And that's what happens when you ponder on solutions. If you know that you're going to have potentially bad customer service because you're going to get so many customers, your ads are going to crush it, but then your customers are coming in and you won't have enough people to respond to them and have systems to make sure they're taken care of, your solution will be, okay, I need to do some hiring. I need to have this job, this role, this client manager, this person that works with the client manager all ready to go. It doesn't mean you need to hire them right now, but it does mean you got to have it prepped and prepared. So when you get close to that point, you're ready to go because the worst thing that can happen is you get to that point and then you realize you need that person and now you lose momentum because you're two months behind trying to hire them, figure it out. The momentum's gone. Now the business is not crushing. You missed your exponential curve. That is not what you want to do. So ponder solutions for that bottleneck. If a bottleneck is, I'm going to give you another example. The the lack of uh, culture communication between this ever-expanding Inc. 5000 company. The potential solution is, okay, we're already doing, or they were already doing weekly calls, right? Kind of like with their little micro teams. And one of the solutions, well, we don't want to dilute this. What if we created a one-page vision statement about our company? So no matter who comes in this company, when it's 50, 100, 500 coworkers, they have this vision statement, so they always know what the purpose and vision statement of the company is. They know the core values, or for this company, they had a mantras. It was amazing, incredible mantras. And on this, this, this vision statement, one-page statement, it's really good to also have applicable actions for each one of those values or mantras. For example, and I've used one of these values in my own company, but I'm sure you've seen this before, um, is heart-centered leadership. Okay, cool. Heart-centered leadership. Who hasn't heard of that? That's that's pretty cool. But someone that comes into your company, especially if they're new, maybe they're not in a personal development or they're very 101 on their leadership. What does heart-centered leadership mean? If you give them applicable actions or real-world situations, ah, makes sense. So heart-centered leadership. Maybe you could put this. I, I put three of these. So I do heart-centered leadership and I put three of them under and it could be asking the question, what would me in my best state say or do in this situation? So especially if it's a tough situation, you say in a bad situation, you ask yourself, what would me in my best state say or do in this situation? Ah, imagine if you train that to every single person in your team. And now when something comes up, a fire's in the business, someone said something behind their back, they now are trained and conditioned to understand how to be a heart center leader, which is, you know what? Will I rip on this person? If I'm in my best state, absolutely not. Okay, what's a better solution? Ah, that's good. Number two on the heart center leadership could be listen to what others feel as much as they say. If you're a heart center leader, you're listening beyond the words that are coming out of their mouth. You're feeling their emotions. You're feeling the tonality behind it. You're feeling their body language because that's a heart center leadership because sometimes people could say they're okay, but you see their body is saying they're not. Sometimes the people say, you know what, work is just going fine. Like, don't worry about me, boss. Or don't worry about me, um, business partner, whatever you want to call it. But you see that there's a problem. You see that they're anxious. You see that they're worried. That is heart-centered leadership. Another example, I know we're going down a little rabbit hole here, but I hope this really helps is, is results-driven support. If that's a core value on this vision statement that you create, it's don't leave the scene or conversation until a solution is created. Wow, that's really good results driven support. So I would never leave a scene or the situation until some sort of solution is created. Okay, got it. 
What about always prioritizing clients' requests? Okay, so I'm doing work, but a client gives me a request and I could tell it's something that they really need. I always prioritize that. That is results-driven support. So going back to that, we created this and now that's going to allow for this company to expand its culture and stay very deep with their culture no matter how wide they go with their business. That's the power of it. And that's pondering solutions for bottlenecks. So to wrap this up here, number one, step number one, identify your business goal, right? You have to get crystal clarity on where that is. Step number two, write out three consistent habits or activities to achieve this goal. And step number three is to identify the potential bottleneck for this goal. Identify it. Think about it. What could come up? What could be the problem? What could be the situation we need to address ASAP? And step number four is ponder solutions for the bottlenecks. My friend, I tell you, it's one thing to know this, but it's another thing to do this. This will not take you more than a half hour. Imagine if you just took a half hour to implement this. Imagine if you took a half hour, turned your phone on Do Not Disturb, and just repeated this podcast, or you looked at your notes, and you did this. One thing can come up that can completely change your business. One thing can come up that can completely change your life. That's the power of identifying and releasing those bottlenecks. And it's through these four steps. So that's all I got for you here today. Implement it. And uh, I'll tell you this right now. One year from now, you will never forget this moment that you took the decision to release that bottleneck. We're at the end of this show today, but let's keep the conversation going. If you receive massive value, not mediocre value, but massive value from this episode, then if you would, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a personal review right now, as your review may be the one that inspires someone to start living their strategic life. It's as simple as opening up the podcast app, search up this podcast, and scroll down to rate and review, and there you go. Also, if you share this podcast in your Instagram stories and tag me at Jake Havron, I'd love to connect with you. All right, that's it. This is Jake Havron signing off. But remember this, my friend, go create your strategic life. See you in the next episode.